to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. Today's episode is another solo episode. This was completely unplanned. I did not think I was going to be releasing another solo episode this week. Uh, we, we had a few guests lined up. Uh, you know, we were planning to bank a few episodes for some coming weeks, and unfortunately, everybody, uh, you know, fell through. Their schedules had things come up, uh, you know, which is bound to happen. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm asking, you know, people's time, and, you know, when they get, you know, paying jobs and things like that coming up, you know, of course, they're going to take it. So, you know, it's nothing to hold against anybody. Uh, but, of course, it is a little frustrating to, you know, be expecting, you know, that you're going to be releasing some episodes and have those things fall through. And especially when I've made a commitment to be releasing these episodes, you know, on a consistent basis and, and fixing the issue the podcast had. And, you know, it got, it got me thinking as I was trying to plan what I wanted to do. And, you know, I, I found myself in, you know, just a very kind of negative space, an angry space. Again, not at the people that were going to be on the show. Uh, just that, you know, I'm trying to be able to take the podcast to the next level. And, you know, running into these roadblocks that, you know, I, I of course knew that things like this would happen. But not, not at the rate that they kind of do. And... You know, it, it definitely gets frustrating. And of course, in, you know, months past over the years, I would just simply just not release an episode. Um, but again, that, that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to continue to release episodes and continue to have conversations with people, even if it's just me talking to all of you that are listening. And I, I took a moment to kind of refocus myself and, and and think about, you know, more of what I what I could say, how I could make this situation better. You know, I was excited to be talking to these upcoming guests, and they're still going to be coming on the podcast. But, you know, I, I was very excited. And, and, you know, it's a feeling of, you know, I don't know that sadness is the right word, but just a disappointment. You know, when, when you're expecting something, you're planning something, you're excited for, it, and then things fall through. And I didn't want to wallow in that and that feeling of disappointment you know that the frustration that it has because that, that can weigh your entire day down and you know i i see people on social media whether it be twitter instagram facebook you know i'll, I'll see people post that they're having a rough day and you know send them send them animal pictures or, or just send them you know something positive and it got me thinking, you know, about some of that. I, I always will go to certain pages I follow on Instagram that, you know, might, might give me a good laugh or, you know, something that, that, that does make me feel good when, you know, you have those moments. And it led me to, to also think about something. I don't know how many of you that listen are fans of The Good Place. And The Good Place uh, started a podcast that, uh, that Mark Evan Jackson, one of my favorite improvisers I, I love him as an actor of course he's on you know the good place brooklyn 99 <laughs> basically if mike sure does it mark evan jackson is there and at the end of the good place the podcast he always asks the guests what's good and you know it's their opportunity to just say something in their life that's good it can be a charity you know that they that, that, that they, you know, really are passionate about. It could even just be, you know, something as simple as ice cream. You know, ice cream ice cream is good. Ice cream has made me happy today. It's just, just something, you know, that is good, that's good in their life. You know, whether, you know, their kids, food, you know, just anything that brightens their day. And so I started to think about that and realized that that's something that, you know, a lot of us kind of lack in our lives. And, 
you know, it, it's it's rough when you're trying to build a career in in entertainment, and you know, it, it's it's known to be one of the hardest industries to kind of crack into, and you know, while we've done a lot of cool things and a lot of work. You know, you you can do so much work and still be the bottom of the totem pole. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just part of the process. I am so, so happy that I get to do the things that I get to do. But, of course, it's a frustrating path. And while I kind of had this going through uh, my mind, a comedian and podcaster that that I really enjoy, Julia Prescott, uh, you may know her from the Everything's Coming Up Simpsons podcast. Uh, She also hosts a lot of great shows. Her lecture series used to be over at Meltdown. Um, She now does over at Lyric Hyperion here in Los Angeles. Julia, over over the weekend, uh, had, had been posting... Uh, maybe, I think it was actually during the week, had been posting some things from Disneyland. And th- this got some media attention as well because she was posting how, you know, she ended up on that day finding out that there were two writing jobs that she was up for and she didn't get either of them. But she decided to go to Disneyland and just have a good time. And, you know, thinking with everything that Mark Evan Jackson has said that people on The Good Place, the podcast have said, seeing Julia, you know, take, you know, what could be just, you know, a shitty day that, you know, most of us probably just wallow in and still be able to, you know, go to the happiest place on earth and just laugh and smile and, you know, just be able to have a good time. And it, it just continued to make me think about the way that we approach these type of situations in our life. Now, I don't want this to be some, you know, Tim Robbins, you know, everybody be positive and happy bullshit, you know, message here. But it, it just started to make me reflect on the way that I handle so many situations in my own life. And, and I think that we can all kind of relate to these things. I remember when I, when I had started working uh, for eBay years ago and sitting in that, that first training class, you know, and they're teaching you all about, you know, the company and telling you, you know, basically just, just, you know, blowing smoke up your ass to get you excited about the company you're working for. We've all been there. We've all been in these type of training groups, no matter what the job is, probably every single job you've ever quit, you know, they have that, that first week of training you and they try to get you in the raw, raw, this company's great type of mood. And, you know, I, I never buy into that. Usually, if anything, that that pushes me away because I no company is perfect. No company is going to make me raw, raw, pretend everything is good. And I just realized I've said raw, raw a lot, and that, that's probably really obnoxious to somebody. Uh, but that, that's what I always think of when people are pumping their fists and they're they're excited about, you know, some, some type of chant that they're doing. But you know, I, I, I've never bought into that whole culture of just pretending that everything's great and fine and dandy and this company's going to be great. But there was something that one of, I remember the trainers had said. And it, it, it came down to, you know, when you're just kind of having a shitty day, when things have fallen through, you know, maybe you had car trouble on the way to work, you forgot to buy groceries, so you're starving, you didn't have breakfast, you know, who knows what it might be. There's so many things you could just let that dwell and just ruin your entire day. Or you can, you know, just kind of roll with the punches. It's something that I've continually done for a while and I've just really started to implore it even more to just kind of, you know, roll with the punches. And I love the one phrase that she said, and it was, you pick your weather. Now, of course, we don't always get to pick the weather that rolls through. 
But in our own lives, we do get to kind of pick our weather. You know, you may wake up and, you know, it's snowing six feet. It's shit. You don't want to deal with that. And those of you that do want to deal with six feet of snow, you're sick. You should you should see somebody for that. <laughs> but, you know, every, everybody wants to be able to kind of wake up and have, you know, just that nice, calm day. And realistically, the odds that's going to happen are slim to none. There's chaos in every way, shape, or form coming at us. It all just depends on on how we handle it. And taking a look at that and thinking about, you know, choosing our own weather. You know, it can be raining and, you know, thunderstorms and lightning all around us. But if we choose that, you know, we want to have a nice sunshiny day, you know, so be it. And right now, I guarantee as I said that somebody just rolled their eyes so hard that your head, you know, your eyes are going to get stuck. They're going to pop out of your fucking head because it's so cheesy. And trust me, I get it. As I said it, I slightly cringed because it's very cringy. But there still is a point to it. And that point being that, you know, we just can't let menial shit bog us down. Before I started recording this, my, my mom had sent me a text uh, about a party that, that her and my dad are at from a guy in, in our old neighborhood. And he, he's been battling stomach cancer. And they thought that it was gone, um, but then it came back. And at this point, you know, there's not much they can do. Um, and, I mean, he's been, he's been given, you know, what some might say adequate time because he's been given up to 10 years to live. So, of course, that's, you know, one to 10 years. But his, his optimism on the situation, you know, is, is incredible. And I, I loved what my mom had said that, uh, she, she, my mom does these just incredible cakes. I mean, she's not the cake boss, but she could be. <laughs> and so she had made this, this incredible cake for this party that he was having, but she wanted to let me know that he was having what, what he was calling a life is short. Let's party rock and roll party. And, you know, realizing that, you know, his, his cancer is not curable at this point. He, he's just planning, you know, to live life to his, do its fullest until he's gone. You know, he, he doesn't want to be sitting in a hospital just sick for the remainder of his life and realize that, you know, life is just more important than that. And, you know, it's it, it, it so true with everything that we do. You know, when, when it comes to going to work, you know, maybe some asshole cuts you off in traffic and me even calling him an asshole, probably a step too far. Um, but as far as that goes, you know, it's, it, it's something that we all choose how we react to it. And, you know, I, I've decided to really take the higher road there and try to be better. You know, we, we see so much coming out. People complain about, you know, the PC culture and comedy and just in life in general. You know, just this week we've seen, you know, the controversy over at Saturday Night Live with the hiring of Shane Gillis and seeing the incredibly racist video, you know, reading some of the homophobic and slurs that he had made in another interview and even just the shitty apology that came out of that. And people said, oh, yeah, you can't say anything in comedy. And I, I, don't, I don't buy that for a second. Because it's, again, all how we choose to handle things. And when it comes down to, you know, if you've done something wrong, if you've wronged somebody, you know, the apology that was made on Twitter was, I'm sorry to say, it was bullshit. Because it was still pointing the fingers at other people. And it's okay to be wrong. It's not okay to be racist. It's not okay to be homophobic. That's not what I'm saying. What he did was out of the line. But I remember when I started comedy years ago, there were things that I had said 
by no means close to what he has said, but just, you know, trying to, trying to get that shock comedy. And, you know, I've never said anything racist on stage or anything homophobic. So don't think it's anything like that. I'm not going to repeat what I did say. It was, it was something that some may find offensive. And I recognize that some people may find that offensive. And so several years ago, I changed that in my act because I recognize that, you know what, I shouldn't be saying that. And, you know, we always hear that, oh, well, you know, somebody said this years ago it was a different time. And to a degree, that's true. But also, we need to be able to grow and to be better. You know, we can't expect to be a better society, to be a better person, if we aren't willing to grow and change. And, you know, I'll be the first to say that during those early stand-up sets when I was a stupid young comic trying to, you know trying to get the easy laugh, trying to get that shocking, you know, somewhat blue comedy. You know, it wasn't funny. Plain and simple, it was not funny. It was going for just a cheap, shitty laugh. And we have to be better than that. There's probably episodes of this podcast that, you know, maybe joking around, we've maybe said things, again, nothing racist or anything like that, but we've probably made jokes that, you know, if someone would find offensive, And I definitely get that we all need to strive to be better than that. And looking for things that are good, looking, you know, for things that can help bring us joy. I feel like a lot of that type of comedy and a lot of the type of things that bring us down come from a spot that we just, we aren't comfortable with ourselves or we aren't comfortable, you know, with something in our lives. There's there's a dry cleaner uh, over in Burbank uh, called, called Milton Eddy's. And I've seen a few people post their, their marquee the last few days. That, and it says something to the effect of when you're listing all the things that you love, how long is it going to take before you say yourself? And every time I had somebody post that, I, I honestly felt like they were posting it for me. Because I realized that going down that list, I was never going to say me. Ever. At no point, if you ask me to list the things that I love, would I ever say me? And, you know, some somebody's probably going to listen to this and be like, you host your own podcast with your name in it. Right now, you are just talking into sound foam, you know, thinking that anybody gives a flying fuck about your opinion. How can you say that you don't love yourself? You know, it's, it's got to be the most self-absorbed thing you could be doing. And sure, you know, do, do, do is this is this kind of, you know, a self-aggrandizing type of platform. Of course it is, you know, to be within entertainment, you've got to have a little bit of ego that, you know, you think you can put out a good product, but there comes a time and a place where it's, you know, you have to be able to love and accept yourself. And, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways people can, can view that. But when all of these things start to happen, when they start to go wrong, we have to be able to ask ourselves, what's good. You know, what, what's what's good in the world? What's good in our lives? What's something that, you know, can bring me joy? What's something that could bring other people joy? You know, they say that giving back and helping others, you know, is a great way to find joy. And, of course, you know, you shouldn't be doing good just to feel good about yourself. That's not what I'm saying. But just trying to make the world better for everybody is inherently going to do the same for you. 
And so when that person cut you off in traffic or something like that, instead of flipping them off or something like that, I think I'd heard Andy Richter say that he, he, he now likes to, if he ends up next to them, just smiling real big and giving them a thumbs up because it kind of is disarming. And, you know, I, I, I like that notion of instead of just being that angry person, you don't know what that other person's going through. And, you know, I've, I've chosen to try and, and be better about that. To try and not, you know, say things and do things that, you know, might harm others. And sure, maybe somebody's going to listen to this and they're just going to be like, oh, you know, you, you're, you're, you're a wimp. You know, you're letting PC culture, letting all of that, you know, overcome you. And that's not it at all. It's learning to do better. It's recognizing where we as, you know, a society, as, as people, may fall short. And it's okay. We're all going to fall short in one way or another. But it's it, it comes down to getting better. You know, I, I mentioned when I recorded the first solo episode, you know, how Ron Funch's podcast, Getting Better, was something that inspired me. And it, it made me look at myself and say, okay, what are you doing to get better? How are you going to better yourself? You know, whether it's your health, your mental health, you know, just your outward appearance, every single way that, you know, you... you work your life, your relationships, your marriage, everything. How are you constantly making it better? And, you know, I, I've always, my wife and I've always joked that, you know, when, when we see people that are just like, marriage is hard work, you have to work. We, we've always laughed at that because we've never felt that way within our own marriage. But then I thought about that even this week. And it's not that we are actively trying to work on our marriage it's just doing the little things for each other it's doing the things to try and make things easier on each other and i recognized my wife as, as i was taking her to work earlier this week you know the, the frustrations and stuff that she's had at work and you know the way that it's it's brought her down and you know i've talked about in episodes how you know, depression is something that, that definitely plagues me and anxiety and, you know, borderline agoraphobia at times. And it's it can make life really hard. And seeing my wife suffer through that and not wanting to be, you know, the, the, the person that turns around and just tries to fix it. You know, it, it's so natural in relationships that the guy wants to be the fixer. And I know I know I've been guilty of that countless times in any guy listening to this that doesn't think he's done that you're kidding yourself because it's just it's kind of just secondhand nature instead of actually listening and and trying to to help in a way and not necessarily help again I, you know I'm, I'm saying this even still thinking okay how can we help but it's more of listening and and focusing on on how your actions might be able to help them don't just be looking for the how can I fix this it's a matter of talking and openly listening and engaging with, you know, whether it be your spouse or a coworker or anybody that has something they need to say. You know, we can do good by simply listening to people and letting them feel heard, letting them feel recognized within their, their struggles. You know, helping people have that self-worth is a way of giving back and making people feel good. Being heard is something that I think a lot of people would say, whether it's in the workplace or whether it's in a relationship, 
you know, being able to feel heard is something that I think a lot of people would say they miss out on. And it's something that, you know, I know I, I had to, to, to do better with because I'm a talker. I mean, anybody that does a podcast, you know, has done stand up, you know, gets on stage. We're talkers, whether we want to admit it or not. But when I started doing improv, it's all about listening and not trying to listen for the next thing to say. And it was also something when I uh, when I was a freshman in college and I took the the class uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the popular Stephen Covey book. And at the, at the college I was at, at Utah Valley University, they actually taught a class on this, going through, you know, each one of the seven habits. And during that, there was a quiz that we kind of had to give out to friends and family and ask them to be honest. They didn't have to put down who it was because, you know, that might make you feel a certain way. But I was okay with that. I wanted to know how, how, how friends and family felt. And one common thing that I remember seeing was that some of them felt that when we were having a conversation, I was just waiting to talk next. I wasn't actively listening. I was just waiting to respond. And that I, I hated that feeling, knowing that people that I loved and cared about felt that I didn't actually give a shit what they said. I just wanted to be the one to talk next. And it was something that... It, you know, then I started working on, and then as I started taking improv, recognizing even more the power of, you know, listening and and listening to not just yes and somebody, but to build on what you know the story is or what the scene is, and that's something that helps people feel better. And when it comes to just doing good and what's good, you know, I think that's a big part of it is helping other people feel valued. Being able to love yourself and help others, you know, feel that too. And again, you know, I hope this is not coming across all Tony Robbinsy bullshitty, but it's just been it's been something that's been weighing on me very heavily this week, just because I found myself in a funk, and I didn't like how I felt. It's been something that I've been working really hard on, to not have my head in that kind of place, and just more and more and more, I kept thinking, well, what's good? What, what's something that brings joy? What and, and so more and more, I mean, my wife and I share a lot of different videos and stuff with each other through Facebook. And, you know, what, whether it's just silly animals or anything like that, just something that's, you know, going to make us laugh or smile. And so I started sharing more of that with certain friends and family members. You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily send my brother, you know, a thing of, you know, cute puppies or something like that, but I started to. And, and he's been enjoying it because it's something that, can just take you out of the out of the stress of life and make you smile and as, as I've been building a career and writing and there, there were a couple of writers I've been chatting with on Twitter that are showrunners for some some bigger shows and you know I, I had told them when it comes to to writing and to building a career you know I, I know everybody you know is, is fighting for so many jobs and for me it's just I want to be able to create something fun I want to be able to just make people laugh and make people happy with the art that we put out. And I hope that the podcast, you know, does that for some people. You know, I've mentioned in past episodes, you know, when we do get those messages that, you know, a certain episode touched somebody a certain way or, you know, it made them feel better about something or the message that a guest had, you know, touched them. You know, we've, we've had guests on the show that I needed to hear what they were saying. 
you know, one guest that will forever kind of stick out to me was when Aaron Blair was on the podcast earlier this year. His episode was something I needed to hear. And, you know, we, we had the sign off. You've probably noticed we haven't, I haven't been doing it. Uh, we even had an episode that was titled, Fuck You, Kevin, because of a guy that was just a dick to me uh, in an Uber. And we, 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 we talked that that was going to be our sign off as kind of a charge. Like, you know, fuck you. You're not going to tell me that I can't do what I'm working so hard to do. Who are you to tell me that? And, you know, we, we led with that charge that that was going to be something at the end of episodes. And I abandoned it. And I abandoned it because what good does that do anybody, you know, to to be out there and just like, eh, fuck this, fuck that. I mean, sure, we all get that emotional charge, but it doesn't really do us any good to, you know, always kind of carry that angst. There's just so much more to life than being stressed and and carrying any anger or hatred or anything like that. And I mean, we see so much of it now, you know, whether it's in our political climate, whether it's online, whether it's within families, there's just so much of it and there doesn't need to be. If we just look for ways to do good and to be able to make others happy and just be able to, you know, create things that are going to bring joy, the world will just be a better place. You know, I, I try to support companies that, that kind of have that as their mission. You know, I've talked in, you know, some of the previous episodes, you know, we, we, we kept mentioning Tom's shoes because, they, you know, they sent over some of their Star Wars shoes to me. And the thing I've always loved about Tom's is their mission to give back. You know, when you go on their site now, you select a cause to donate to. And that's something that, that means a lot to me. You know, I know everybody's skeptical about how much of it goes where and all of that, but... If even just a little bit goes, I'm fine with that because that's that's something more going towards that cause than was there. And, you know, I, I want to be able to support things like that. You know, just this this last weekend, uh, Supernatural uh, TV show that both my wife and I love, you know, it's going into its final season. And almost exactly 14 years ago, 14 years ago yesterday, yesterday was Friday the 13th, 14 years ago yesterday, the show premiered for the first time. And so Friday the 13th or September 13th has always kind of been deemed supernatural day. And they released a special kind of farewell supernatural day shirt. They teamed up with hot topic to do it. And 100% of the funds from that are going to randomax.org, which is a great charity uh, primarily to, you know, they want those funds to go towards helping people that are victims of hurricane Dorian and that have been displaced because of that. And, you know, Misha Collins, who, uh, who plays Castiel on the show, he, he is all about giving back. He's a great person to follow on Instagram. As I believe his Instagram handle is just at Misha. And he's always just so positive and, and looking for ways to inspire and to give back. And that's something that I love. He's got that platform, and he just continues to use it for good. And, you know, I, I think that's what we all need to just aspire to do. You know, again, hearing Mark Evan Jackson always ask, you know, so many of these great actors and people that are working on The Good Place, what's good? And and find, having them find that point of their life to be able to say, this is good in my life. I think it's a question we should be asking ourselves every single day. What's good? What, what am I doing that I can feel good about? You know, what's something in the world that brings me joy? 
and letting that come into our lives, letting that change our weather for the day, Let, letting letting us sit back and be able to have that sunny day when everything else around us is raining, and looking for ways to be able to help others have that as well. Um, you know, there, there's there's so many things that you know. So, some people even, you know, they they look for they look for ways to you know be able to give back as well. And just one thing in the way of charity, something that I find great, um, it, it's it's a animal uh, uh, rehabilitation, usually for kind of elderly dogs and those that have been abandoned. Um, it's a rescue. It's called a purposeful rescue, and uh, it's here in California. And uh, you know, I, I follow I follow their Instagram very closely. And they save and rescue so many dogs, get them into surgery, help just turn their life around and help get them ready for adoption. There's also uh, the kitten lady. Uh, she, she helps rehabilitate young kittens and get them ready, get them the medical care that they may need. And, you know, animals are a big thing for me. And, you know, when, when little one and I, uh, of course, if you don't know who little one is, you're just listening to this for the first time. She's, she's my cat. And when we shot a thing for BuzzFeed last year, you know, I, I talked about how, and it, the, the joke got edited, and it was something that used to be in my stand-up. Uh, because of my weight problem, I would always joke that, you know, I, I'm a vegetarian, uh, even though it looks like I ate three other vegetarians. Um, but I, I, I'd done that joke on the BuzzFeed video, uh, talking about one of the things that made me become a vegetarian, and primarily a vegan, was the fact of just my passion and love for animals. And I'm not saying you need to become vegan or vegetarian. Don't take this as, you know, oh, you had to mention you were vegan. No, I'm not saying that at all. It's it's something that it was a passion for me and something that makes me feel good to, you know, be able to try and rescue animals, to see other people that are rescuing and dedicating their life to saving another life, an innocent life, a life that doesn't have a voice. You know, it's there's nothing that that pulls on my heart more than animals, because they 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 really are the voiceless. They they are so sweet and caring, and you know the empathy and love that they show continually is is overwhelming. And you know, I I, I love seeing that there's people that are dedicating their lives to helping them, and those are some of the things that I find good. A purposeful rescue and and the kitten lady. And again, you can follow both of them on Instagram. You just want to be able to see cute dogs and cute kitties all day. You know, those are great pages to follow. Find one of the rescues in your area. You know, I know we have a lot of listeners in Utah. Follow the Humane Society. You know, they, they always have, you know, so many great adoptions. Uh, no Kill LA and No Kill Utah, uh, NKLA, NKUT are both great you know, sites that you can follow there. You know, if you've been thinking about adopting a dog or adopting a cat, you know, those are great sites to follow and something that's good, something that can help you give back, change that animal's life, but make sure that you're ready for it because there's, there's nothing that honestly angers me more than when I see somebody adopt an animal or buy an animal. And a few weeks later, you know, posting, Oh, this dog doesn't fit into our schedule anymore. This cat doesn't fit into our schedule anymore. Fuck you, because that's just not the case. That they are part of your family. You wouldn't do that with your kid. You you wouldn't turn around and say, "My kid doesn't work for me anymore." Who can just take this off his hand? 
If that was the case, adoptions would be 10 times bigger than they are. <laughs> because I can guarantee there's a lot of parents that are like, what have I done? Why do I have this kid? But thats it's just not the way it works. They're part of your life. They're part of your family. To see the sadness in an animal's face when it leaves its family, it, it's heartbreaking. And I love, again, that there's people out there that are trying to make these animals' lives better. And and nothing nothing kills me more, too, than when I see people that will post, you know, oh, we're working on, you know, trying to have kids, trying to have a family. This dog is too much for us. If you think a dog is too much for you, but you're trying to have kids, you're going to have a really rude awakening. But there there's just so much. You can do good. You can do better. And if you know somebody that is looking for an animal, encourage them to adopt. Let them change an animal's life. You know, that, that's one of the things, again, I'm not trying to preach, you know, like Peter or anything like that. It's just the one, it's one of those things that I find good. One of those things that I am passionate about. And find that thing that you're passionate about. You know, there, there's there's a lot of things that you can be excited about and passionate about. And let that, you know, be your mission when you're when you're asking or somebody asks you what's good that it's something that you can turn around and say this is good this this is what i'm about you know if, if there, there's so many great charities out there for mental health you know there's crisis hotlines the suicide prevention hotline things like that that i can guarantee need you talking about them you know earlier this week we had national suicide prevention day and you know i've lost friends to suicide and it's 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 hard to comprehend. And as somebody who suffers with depression, I understand getting in a dark place. Not that I've ever been in that dark of a place, but I understand being in a dark place. And trying to find the things that are good, trying to find the things that bring me back around, those are the things that matter. Those are the things that all of us need to help keep us in a good place. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of comedians and actors uh, recently really talking about diving into Transcendental Meditation, TM. And I think I've talked about it on here as well. You know, I keep the Headspace app on my phone. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of other great meditation apps. And really focusing on on getting better at meditation. You know, it seems like such a hokey, new-agey thing you know, again, there's probably somebody listening to this. It's just like, Tim, shut the fuck up. Seriously, you're talking to us about being vegan, being happy, doing meditation. What are you, you hipster fuck? But those are things, these are just things that have made me happy. Everybody's happy is going to be different. And you just have to find yours. But meditation is one of those things that I think all of us honestly need. That is something that I guess I would say... All of us should do it. Don't look at it as just this weird, hokey, new agey thing. It's it's a moment for you to sit back and you know find your find your mind in stillness. Let yourself just kind of relax. It's it's been something that I you know I'm not a good meditator. I can tell you that my brain is is racing a million miles a second. But trying to learn how to meditate, being able to find that moment of stillness, being able to sit back and just kind of push the rest of the world outside of me. It's something that, even though I'm still learning, it's changing my life. It's helping, you know, 
it's helping change that weather. It's helping me be able to look at so many shitty things that may happen and just saying, hey, it's okay. It, it can be very frustrating, but we just have to find a way that we can be okay with it. You know, again, where, where, where are you going to list yourself when you're listing the things that you love? You know, it's, it's funny, too, that it was just happened to be on that Milton Eddy's uh, billboard. I, I used to live right next to that in Burbank. And it took me several months before I realized it wasn't an ice cream place and it was a dry cleaner. Uh, it looks like it's an ice cream parlor. It's this pink and white building. And I always thought it was an ice cream parlor uh, until one day I drove past and saw their, their dry cleaning specials. And, yeah, quickly realized it wasn't ice cream. But if, an, but if a dry cleaning you know, place can, can have you know, that kind of a thoughtful thing on their, on their marquee that enough people have been posting about it that it's even sunk in with me, you know, that says a lot. And it's, I, I look at it too as whoever works over there that put that up, it's their way of doing something good. It's their way of sharing something good in their life. A, a good message to everybody. And I mean, you, you can hear how much of an impact that made on me. So what is there that every single day, you know, we can, we can try and have that impact on others. You know, if you go back and you listen to the episode that I did with Alex Cack a few episodes back, you know, that's even something that we talk about there where he's talking about sanctuary cities in Tucson. You know, we, we may disagree, you know, uh, you know, on, on immigration stance or things like that. And that's okay. But it comes down to treating people as humans and treating people with respect. And, you know, we, we see the terrible things that this administration has been doing on the border. Now, you can disagree with me all you want that it's been going on forever. It has not. The things that we are currently seeing have not been going on forever. And another great thing that you can donate to is Racy's. It's, it's a great fund that is able to help provide legal defense for the people that, again, are the defenseless. And if you're catching a theme here of, you know, whether it's animals or, you know, people seeking amnesty or immigration, people that are defenseless, who are you going to be a voice for? That's something that I find is good is when people stand up and speak up for those who don't have a voice. For those that, you know, are going to be crushed down by society what are we going to do to be a better person and to help that person's life be better even if you can't physically do something you can tell somebody else about it you can share it you can help spread that good news you can help spread that awareness you know not all of us have the the means to be able to to donate the way that others can but by you know, helping get the word out there, the more people that see it, the more opportunities there are to raise money to help, you know, fight those things that we're passionate about. There's so much good that can be done. Every one of us can be an impact for good. You know, when, when, there's, when there's just so many shitty things life can hand us, there's, there's good out there. One of my favorite segments that I look forward to every single week uh, on Kevin and Bean here here in Los Angeles, it's the morning show on K Rock. Is they do a segment that Alan McKay came up with called Great News, 
because you know you you wake up in the morning you see twitter you turn on the news you turn on the radio a lot of the times you're going to hear a lot of shitty things and it's their it's their opportunity to share just a great news story something you know that can, that can brighten up your morning and one that i heard on there uh, this week and saw it throughout uh, throughout the news and throughout social media it was about a little boy uh, his, his, his name was uh, Jermaine, if I remember correctly, that had, had been saving money to go on a birthday trip to Disney World. And as Hurricane Dorian was approaching, he recognized that, you know, he, for one, wouldn't be able to go to Disney World because it was closing, you know, to brace for the hurricane. So instead, he took that money that he had saved and, 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 gave, and bought a bunch of food and water so people fleeing from Dorian would be able to have, you know, some snacks and some type of food rations, you know, while they're trying to make the best of a terrible situation. A little 10-year-old boy came up with the idea to do this. And that's incredible. That is great. That is somebody, you know, at such a young age looking for how he can impact and do good. And, I mean, of course, you know, his story made the rounds and Disney World's giving him a trip, you know, to come to come and visit. But the, he wasn't in it, you know, to try and get a free trip to Disney World or anything like that. He that wasn't that wasn't even in his mind. He just wanted to do good. He wanted to help his community, and that that's it. Just speaks volumes. If a ten-year-old boy can do that, why can't all of us? Why can't we all find a way to just do good? Find what is good to you. You know, Mark Evan Jackson probably will never hear this podcast. We're, we're, we're never going to be on his radar or anything like that. Maybe, maybe we will. I've reached out to him to be on the podcast, but he hasn't seen the message yet. <laughs> but hopefully, you know, we can chat about this someday. Hopefully it'll be something we can talk about. Because it, it's something that's really impacted me. To be able to sit back and, and say to myself, what's good? And, you know, maybe I'm ripping off his segment with this entire episode. But Mark, if you end up listening to this, you you've you've impacted me so heavily with with that idea of what's good. And as this week started off really rough and really shitty for me, it was a really easy way to turn things around just by simply thinking, what's good? And I hope that, you know, as you hear this and you go throughout your weeks, that that you're able to to take a moment and and find a way to make things good. Find a way to share something that can make things good. Find a way to brighten your neighbor's day, your friend's day, just anybody's day. Just look for how we can do better. We can always be better. Whether you know you're you know a young comedian trying to find his way and realizing that you know, you can do better, you can write smarter, you don't need to be, you know, trying to say something offensive or trying to go blue or something like that. You can do better. We all can do better. And I think that's the most important thing that we can learn in life. So let's get out there, you guys. Let's do good. And if you, if you see me, you know, on the street, you see me at a comedy show, Come up and tell me what's good. I, I want to make that a thing. 
Forget the fuck you, Kevin, at the end of a podcast or something like that. Tell me what's good. Tell me what's making you happy and bringing you joy. And one last thing I kind of want to plug here. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, the, the, the brains behind Hamilton. You know, Lin is somebody who is just such a beacon of positivity. And he, he put a book out a little while ago that's just daily pep talks of things that are just positive to help your day get off to a good start. And, you know, I've kind of thumbed through it when I've seen it at the store. And it's something that, that is in my Amazon cart that, I, that I'm planning to pick up this week. Because, you know, I, I want to have those little positive affirmations each day. And that's something that, you know, if you just kind of need that pick-me-up, you know, why not, why not grab that? You know, pick, pick up that book and, you know, have that little, that little extra affirmation each day. Just some little tiny positive pep talk to kind of get you, get you going. You know, any, anything we can do to help, help our days be easier, help our days be better, help ourselves be better. That, that's, that's all we can ask for. I would also highly suggest following Kristen Bell on, uh, on Instagram. Uh, Kristen is always out there trying to do good. Trying to help teachers that, you know, don't don't have the supplies for their classrooms. You know, she features a teacher usually each week uh, to help have people help donate, go to their Amazon wish list and be able to get the things for their classrooms, the supplies that they need. And it's amazing how so many strangers just go on there and fill that up and help these teachers be able to have the school year they want to have. When little one got sick back in June and I reached out, you know, on the L.A. cat underground. You know, it's, again, that just seems silly to say. But, yeah, we have an underground cat network here in Los Angeles. And to see total strangers step up and donate and help where I needed help. You know, we shouldn't be ashamed to ask for help. That's something I personally am trying to get over. I don't like asking for help. But it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to feel broken. It, it's, it's human. It's just part of who we are. But we're in this together. And so whether you're broken, whether I'm broken, let's be broken together and let's find a way to lift each other up. Because that's all we can ask for. That is all that we can fucking ask for is just to lift each other up and be better. So let's get out there. Let's do some good. Let's, let's find a way to help everybody find what's good to them. If you guys have stuck around for this episode, thank you. Another episode that who knows how long anyone's listened to this. I sit alone in the dark in my little, you know, soundproof booth I, I make when I do this. Sweating because it's, you know, hot as hell in here and all my fans are turned off. I'm going to bitch about that every single time. But hey, it's okay. Because what's good is I get to talk to you guys, you know, while sweating like crazy. So let's get out there and do some good. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Get out there and do some good. We'll see you next week. 